Chapter 6, verses 11 through 13 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Augustine. These three things, therefore, which have been asked in the foregoing petitions, are begun here on earth, and, according to our proficiency, are increased to us. But in another life, as we hope, they shall be everlastingly possessed in perfection. In the four remaining petitions, we ask for temporal blessings, which are necessary to obtaining the eternal. The bread, which is according to the next petition in order, is unnecessary. Jerome, the Greek word here, which we render supersubstantialis, is epiousios. The Septuagint often makes use of the word epiousios, by which we find, on reference to the Hebrew, they always render the word sogola. Symmachias translates it exiretos, that is, chief or excellent, though in one place he has interpreted particular. When we pray God to give us our particular or chief bread, we mean him who says in the gospel, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Cyprian. For Christ is the bread of life, and this bread belongs not to all men, but to us. This bread we pray that it may be given us day by day, lest we who are in Christ, and who daily receive the Eucharist for food of salvation, should, by the admission of any grievous crime, and our being therefore forbidden the heavenly bread, be separated from the body of Christ. Hence then we pray that we who abide in Christ may not draw back from his sanctification and his body. Augustine. Here then the saints ask for the perseverance of God, when they pray that they may not be separated from the body of Christ, but may abide in that holiness, committing no crime. Pseudo Chrysostom, or by supersubstantialis, may be intended daily. Cassian, in that he says this day, he shows that it is to be daily taken, and that this prayer should be offered at all seasons, seeing there is no day on which we have not need, by the receiving of this bread, to confirm the heart of the inward man. Augustine, there is here a difficulty created by the circumstance of there being many in the East who do not daily communicate in the Lord's Supper, and they defend their practice on the ground of ecclesiastical authority, that they do this without offense, and are not forbidden by those who preside over the churches. But not to pronounce anything concerning them in either way, this ought certainly to occur to our thoughts, that we have here received of the Lord a rule for prayer which we ought not to transgress. Who then will dare to affirm that we ought to use this prayer only once, or if twice or thrice, yet only up to that hour at which we communicate on the Lord's body? For after that we cannot say, Give us this day that which we have already received. Or will anyone on this account be able to compel us to celebrate this sacrament at the close of the day? Cassian. Though the expression today may be understood of this present life, thus give us this bread while we abide in this world. Jerome. We may also interpret the word supersubstantialis otherwise as that which is above all other substances, 
and more excellent than all creatures to wit the body of the lord augustine or by daily we may understand spiritual namely the divine precepts which we ought to meditate and work gregory we call it our bread yet pray that it may be given us for it is god's to give and is made ours by our receiving it jerome others understand it literally according to that saying of the apostle having food and raiment let us therewith be content that the saints should have care only of present food as it follows take no thought for the morrow augustine so that herein we ask for a sufficiency of all things necessary under the one name of bread cyril chrysostom we pray give us this day our daily bread not only that we may have what to eat which is common to both righteous and sinners but that what we eat we may receive at the hand of god which belongs only to the saints for to him god giveth bread who earns it by righteous means but to him who earns it by sin the devil it is that gives or that inasmuch as it is given by god it is received sanctified and therefore he adds our that is such bread as we have prepared for us that do thou give us that by thy giving it may be sanctified like as the priest taking bread of the laic sanctifies it and then offers it to him the bread indeed is his that brought it in offering but that it is sanctified is the benefit from the priest he says our for two reasons first because all things that god gives us he gives through us to others that of what we receive of him we may impart to the helpless whoso then of what he gains by his own toil bestows nothing on others eats not his own bread only but others bread also secondly he who eats bread got righteously eats his own bread but he who eats bread got with sin eats others bread augustine someone may perhaps find a difficulty in our here praying that we may obtain necessities of this life such as food and raiment when the lord has instructed us be not ye careful what ye shall eat or wherewithal ye shall be clothed but it is impossible not to be careful about that for the obtaining which we pray id but to wish for the necessaries of life and no more is not improper for such sufficiency is not sought for its own sake but for the health of the body and for such garb and appliances of the person as may make us to be not disagreeable to those with whom we have to live in all good reputation for these things we may pray that they may be had when we are in want of them that they may be kept when we have them chrysostom it should be thought upon how when he had delivered us to this petition thy will be done as in heaven so in earth then because he spake to men in the flesh and not like angelic natures without passion or appetite he now descends to the needs of our bodies and he teaches us to pray not for money or the gratification of lust but for daily bread and as yet further restriction he adds this day that we should not trouble ourselves with thought for the coming day pseudochrysostom and these words at first sight might seem to forbid our having it prepared for the morrow or after the morrow if this were so this prayer could only suit a few 
such as the apostles who traveled hither and thither teaching, or perhaps none among us. Yet ought we so to adopt Christ's doctrine, that all men may profit in it. Cyprian. Justly, therefore, does the disciple of Christ make petition for today's provision, without indulging excessive longings in his prayer. It were a self-contradicting and incompatible thing for us who pray that the kingdom of God may come quickly, to be looking unto long life in the world below. Pseudo-Chrysostom. Or he adds daily that a man may eat so much only as natural reason requires, not as the lust of the flesh urges. For if you expend on one banquet as much as would suffice you for a hundred days, you are not eating today's provision, but that of many days. Jerome. In the gospel entitled, The Gospel According to the Hebrews, Supersubstantialius is rendered mohar, that is, tomorrow's, so that the sense would be, give us today tomorrow's bread, i.e., for the time to come. Verse 12. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Cyprian. After supply of food, next pardon of sin is asked for, that he who is fed of God may live in God, and not only the present and passing life be provided for, but the eternal also, whereunto we may come if we receive the pardon of our sins, to which the Lord gives the name of debts, as he speaks further on, I forgive thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. How well is it for our need, how providence in saving a thing, to be reminded that we are sinners compelled to make petition for our offenses, so that in claiming God's indulgence, the mind is recalled to a recollection of its guilt, that no man may plume himself with the pretense of innocency and perish more wretchedly through self-exaltation. He is instructed that he commits sin every day by being commanded to pray for his sins. Augustine, with this weapon, the Pelagian heretics received their death blow, who dare to say that a righteous man is free altogether from sin in this life, and that of such is at this present time composed a church, having neither spot nor wrinkle. Chrysostom, that this prayer is meant for the faithful, both the laws of the church teach, and the beginning of the prayer which instructs us to call God Father. In thus bidding the faithful pray for forgiveness of sin, he shows that even after baptism, sin can be remitted against the novations cyprian he then who taught us to pray for our sins has promised us that his fatherly mercy and pardon shall ensue but he has added a rule besides binding us under the fixed condition and responsibility that we are to ask for our sins to be forgiven in such sort as we forgive them that are in debt to us gregory that good which in our patience we ask of God, we should first turn and bestow on our neighbor. Augustine, this is not said of debts of money only, but of all things in which any sins against us, and among these also of money, because that he sins against you who does not return money due to you, when he has whence he can return it. Unless you forgive this sin, you cannot say, Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Pseudo Chrysostom. With what hope then does he pray, who cherishes hatred 
against another by whom he has been wronged, as he prays with a falsehood on his lips when he says, I forgive and does not forgive. So he asks indulgence of God, but no indulgence is granted him. There are many who, being unwilling to forgive those that trespass against them, will not use this prayer. How foolish! First, because he who does not pray in the manner Christ taught is not Christ's disciple. And secondly, because the Father does not readily hear any prayer which the Son has not dictated. For the Father knows the intention and the words of the Son, nor will he entertain such petitions as human presumption has suggested, but only those which Christ's wisdom has set forth. Augustine. For inasmuch as this so great goodness, namely, to forgive debts and to love our enemies, cannot be possessed by so great a number as we suppose to be heard in the use of this prayer. Without doubt, the terms of this stipulation are fulfilled, though one have not attained to such proficiency as to love his enemy. Yet, if when he is requested by one who has trespassed against him, that he would forgive him, he do forgive him from his heart, for he himself desires to be forgiven then, at least when he asks forgiveness. And if one have been moved by a sense of his sin to ask forgiveness of him against whom he has sinned, he is no more to be thought on as an enemy, that there should be anything hard in loving him, as there was when he was in active enmity. Verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, to a Chrysostom, as he had above put many high things into men's mouths, teaching them to call God their Father, to pray that his kingdom might come. So now he adds a lesson of humility when he says, And lead us not into temptation. Augustine. Some copies read, Carry us not, an equivalent word, both being a translation of one Greek word, es in gekos. Many interpreting say, Suffer us not to be led into temptation, as being what is implied in the word lead. For God does not of himself lead a man, but suffer him to be led from whom he has withdrawn his aid. Cyprian, herein it is shown that the adversary can nothing avail against us, unless God first permit him, so that all our fear and devotion ought to be addressed to God. Augustine, but it is one thing to be led into temptation, another to be tempted, for without temptation none can be approved, either to himself or to another. But every man is fully known to God before trial. Therefore, we do not here pray that we may not be tempted, but that we may not be led into temptation, as if one who was to be burnt alive should pray it not that he should not be touched by fire, but that he should not be burnt. For we are then led into temptation when such temptations befall us as we are not able to resist. Augustine, when then we say, lead us not into temptation, what we ask is that we may not, deserted by his aid, either consent through the subtle snares or yield to the forcible might of any temptation. Cyprian, and in so praying we are cautioned of our own infirmity and weakness, lest any presumptuously exalt himself that while a humble and submissive confession comes first, and all is referred to God, whatever we supplicantly apply for may by his gracious favor be supplied. Augustine, when the saints pray, lead us not into temptation, 
what else do they pray for than that they may they persevere in their sanctity this once granted and that it is of god's gift this that of him we ask it shows none of the saints but holds to the end his abiding holiness for none ceases to hold on his christian profession till he be first overtaken of temptation therefore we seek not to be led into temptation that this may not happen to us and if it does not happen it is god that does not permit it to happen for there is nothing done but what he either does or suffers to be done he is therefore able to turn our wills from evil to good to raise the fallen and direct him into the way that is pleasing to himself to whom not in vain we plead lead us not into temptation for whoso is not led into temptation of his own evil will is free from all temptation for each man is tempted of his own lust god would have us pray to him that we may not be led into temptation though he could have granted it without our prayer that we might be kept in mind who it is from whom we receive all benefits let the church therefore observe her daily prayers she prays that the unbelieving may believe therefore it is god that turns men to the faith she prays that the believers may persevere god gives them perseverance even until the end but deliver us from evil amen augustine we ought to pray not only that we may not be led into evil from which we are at present free but further that we may be set free from that into which we have already been led therefore it follows deliver us from evil cyprian after all these preceding petitions at the conclusion of the prayer comes a sentence comprising shortly and collectively the whole of our petitions and desires for there remains nothing beyond for us to ask for after petition made for god's protection from evil for that granted we stand secure and safe against all things that the devil and the world work against us what fear hath he from this life who has god through life for his guardian augustine this petition with which the lord's prayer concludes is of such extent that a christian man in whatever tribulation cast will in this petition utter groans in this shed tears here begin and here end his prayer and therefore follows amen by which is expressed the strong desire of him that prays jerome the amen which appears here at the close is the seal of our lord's prayer aquila rendered faithfully we may perhaps truly cyprian we need not wonder dearest brethren that this is god's prayer seeing how his instruction comprises all our petitioning in one saving sentence this had already been prophesied by isaiah the prophet a short work will god make in the whole earth for when our lord jesus christ came unto all and gathering together the learned alike and the unlearned did to every sex and age set forth the precepts of salvation he made a full compendium of all his instructions that the memory of the scholars might not labor in the heavenly discipline but accept with readiness whatsoever was necessary into a simple faith augustine and whatever other words we may use either introductory to quicken the affections or in conclusion to add to them we say nothing more than is contained in the lord's prayer 
if we pray rightly and connectedly for he who says glorify thyself in all nations as thou art glorified among us what else does he say than hallowed be thy name he who prays show thy face and we shall be safe what is it but to say let thy kingdom come to say direct my steps according to thy word what is it more than thy will be done to say give me neither poverty nor riches what else is it than give us this day our daily bread lord remember david and all his mercifulness and if i have returned evil for evil what else but forgive us our debts even as we forgive our debtors he who says remove far from me all greediness of belly what else does he say but lord lead us not into temptation he who says save me o my god from my enemies what else does he say but deliver us from evil and if you thus go through all the words of the holy prayers you will find nothing that is not contained in the lord's prayer whoever then speaks such words as have no relation to this evangelical prayer prays carnally and such prayer i know not why we should not pronounce unlawful seeing the lord instructs those who are born again only to pray spiritually but whoso in prayer says lord increase my riches add to my honors and that from the desire of such things not with a view of doing men's service after god's will by such things i think that he finds nothing in the lord's prayer on which he may build such petitions let such an one then be withheld by shame from praying for if not from desiring such things but if he have shame at the desire yet desire overcomes he will do better to pray for deliverance from the evil of desire to him to whom we say deliver us from evil id this number of petitions seems to answer to the sevenfold number of the beatitudes if it is the fear of god by which are made blessed the poor in spirit for there is the kingdom of heaven let us ask that the name of god be hallowed among men a reverent fear abiding for ever and ever if it be piety by which the meek are blessed let us pray that his kingdom may come that we may become meek and not resist him if it be knowledge by which they that mourn are blessed let us pray that his will may be done as in heaven so in earth for if the body consents with the spirit as does earth with heaven we shall not mourn if fortitude be that by which they that hunger are blessed let us pray that our daily bread be this day given us by which we may come to full security if it is counsel by which blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy let us forgive debts that our debts may be forgiven us if it be understanding by which they of a pure heart are blessed let us pray that we be not led into temptation lest we have a double heart in the pursuit of temporal and earthly things which are for our probation if it be wisdom by which blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of god let us pray to be delivered from evil for that very deliverance will make us free as sons of god chrysostom having made us anxious by the mention of our enemy in this that he has said deliver us from evil he again restores confidence by that which is added in some copies for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory since if his be the kingdom none need fear 
since even he who fights against us must be his subject but since his power and glory are infinite he cannot only deliver from evil but also make glorious pseudo chrysostom this is also connected with the foregoing thine is the kingdom has reference to thy kingdom come that none should thereafter say god has no kingdom on earth the power answers to thy will be done as on earth so in heaven that none should say thereon that god cannot perform whatever he would and the glory answers to all that follows in which god's glory is shown forth end of chapter six verses eleven through thirteen